Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. This is the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle and get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And And let's let's start start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. I'm Tara, and I'm here with Elizabeth and Maria. And Maria has an episode for us today um, talking about four simple tips to boost our mental and emotional health. And Maria, please share with us. Yes. So there are things that we already know that I think we have covered and you guys have covered in previous episodes, like nourishing foods is something that... Believe it or not, can, yes, can help with your <laughs> emotional health. Active movement yes. can help with your emotional health. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yes, taking sleep seriously and getting enough sleep yes. is very helpful. My favorite well. thing. Yes. <laughs> Do you sleep enough, you think? Yeah. Yeah. But I still want more. I want more. I too. don't sleep enough. I'm a good sleeper. Some most days of the time. I do, some days I don't. I never had problems sleeping my entire life until I'm now I'm getting up in age closer to um, perimenopause. We're doing an episode on that. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm on the edge of my seat for some tips. So these four tips are um, practices that um, not only I try to include in my own life because I really believe they can be helpful. But I've also hear from also hear from my clients who practice them on how helpful helpful they can be. Is right? number one dancing? Actually, it's not. <laughs> it should be. It should be. Not everybody not everybody likes to dance, but I, I guess that will be in the category of active movement. <laughs> yes. For me, active movement is dancing, so that helps me, right? But unless you dance like me, and then it's just questionable movement. I still have to see that. But anything, like like most things, right, there are, is not a one-time deal. These, these four tips that we're going to share, the more you do them, the easier they're going to become. And the easier they become, the more the benefits you're going to see of practicing them, how they can really benefit or boost your emotional he- health, right? So you're ready for the reveal? Yes. Number one, okay, lay it on Number one, make it a practice to think about the things in your life that you are thankful for. Mm. I love this because um, every now and then I get a little overwhelmed with work mm-hmm. and I'm so busy and I don't even have time to pee during the day mm-hmm. and it's like stressful for me. And I remember years ago being like, oh my gosh, I hope I get more clients. I just want to be busier. And I have to kind of remind myself like, hey girl, you made it. You right. asked for this. Mm-hmm. You achieved this. And now you need to be grateful for it mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. still taking time to make the necessary changes that I need to make. I was just having a conversation about a gratitude practice the other day with a client and we were talking about different forms of self-care and she was saying, you know what, gratitude just never has really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. I've tried it, and it feels so forced, and it feels so fake. And so I was sharing with her how how 
how I do it and how what I've noticed from doing it. And the thing that was a big aha moment for her that maybe someone else out there might find helpful is she's always done it. I was saying that I try to make it as specific as possible. Mm-hmm. So, for example, instead of just saying I'm grateful for my kids or my family, which, of course, we all probably right. are, mm-hmm. I try to say I'm really grateful that I had that three-minute, like, mm-hmm. connection with my daughter over breakfast this morning when we chatted about X. And that it, that the I try to make it more specific. And for her, it was like a light bulb went off. And she said, oh, my gosh, I've never... I've always just kept it kind of surface level. Mm-hmm. I think you're right that that would make it feel so much more genuine. Absolutely. Because, I mean, sometimes we think bigger, but we can go even back to basics. You can be grateful for the clothes, you know, having clothes to wear. You can be grateful for having um, warm uh, water to take a shower with. Yep. You can be grateful for a sunset. You know, that's my new mm-hmm. thing now, just to notice a sunset and I'm, I'm grateful that my eyes can enjoy these right mm-hmm. now yes. simple things mm-hmm. and I'm not saying spend your whole day being grateful but make it a practice I mean you can you can <laughs> if you want right I actually feel like this comes natural to me because um you know being raised in a church where we have a hymn that's literally about counting your blessings mm. and the whole thing is like when you're not feeling it count your blessings one by one um, so this is just like a practice that has been engraved in me since yes. I can remember. It's a tool that I teach people in the realm of body image healing as well of just it's uh, if anyone out there struggles with body image or just would like to improve theirs or strengthen it, uh, trying to include one or two things in your gratitude list each day that your body enabled you to do. Mm-hmm. So yes. actually when you just said my eyes let me see the beautiful mm-hmm. sunset or you know for me a lot of times I I love gardening. So I'm grateful that I have, you know, legs and hands that let me get out there and dig mm-hmm. in the dirt and plant my mm-hmm. flowers or my vegetables or and it just helped that alone is not going to heal anyone's body image but it's a part of a practice that can be helpful to start to shift your uh, attention from mm-hmm. form to function. Yes, I do that with my clients a lot too. If we ever get down on ourselves about something physical, um, you know, like think about how many miles your legs have carried you in your life. Yes. You know, or the things your hands have done. How many meals have you made? Or yeah, people's hands have you held? Like your body's done really amazing things, but sometimes we just like forget about it because we're stressed about how it looks in a certain pair of jeans. Yeah. You know? And you know, it sounds simple, but it's so important and powerful because our brains actually are used to, you know, the negative sometimes. Build, it has like a built-in negative bias. So that's why most people are really good at noticing what's not going well in your life. So this is a practice to kind of counteract and combat that to bring... You know, what is going well? What are you thankful for? What are things that are happening that are good? That the brain has a built-in negative bias. Because of survival. Oh, so that's fascinating. That's so good. Actually, related to the episode we had before with Giselle, uh-huh. how she was talking, you know, that fight or flight. Together with that, we have that sometimes that negative bias, like, okay, this didn't go well. I have to be better than this. Or you know, noticing these things. And that's why usually, and I see it with my clients as well, we are really good at noticing, you know, when we do something wrong, all the problems, we get stuck in problems. We, So this is a way to really train your brain to also notice what's going well, which 
I can assure you there are things that you can be grateful for. Absolutely. It's just a matter of noticing them. And over, try, over time, your brain is going to master that skill and then focus naturally mm-hmm. yes. on the good. So do right? you think people need to write it down to get the most benefit or does it not matter even just pausing to notice? I mean, some people will tell you to keep the gratitude journal and stuff like that. I don't write it down personally. I I just make it a practice. Mm -hmm. And when I wake up, it's like, I'm thankful I have this Mm -hmm. comfortable bed. Actually, it's more when I go to bed. It's like, oh, my bed feels so good. I I worked hard. I get into bed every night and I snuggle in Mm -hmm. and I go, "Mm." yes. (laughs) And Marcus makes fun of me every night because I'm like, oh, I love our bed. And he's just like... (laughs) You're ridiculous. Yes. (laughs) And when I shower, for example, not only many times I shower and I'm thinking about all the things in my to-do list in my brain, but other times I just feel the water and I enjoy it and I'm thankful that I can take that shower in, in silence when I can, that, you know, that I can feel clean and enjoy how I feel afterwards. And I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for people around me. I'm thankful for having a car that takes me places. I'm thankful for clean water. And again, I'm not inviting that you is not like I'm thankful all the time. Like I'm this thankful being that goes <laughs> around. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm, no, but... Bring it as much as you can into your daily I try to make an effort to when I'm feeling like a pity party for myself, I try to be like, okay, yes, this situation sucks, but also I'm super grateful that I have this, 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 maybe Mm -hmm. even relating to that situation. Yeah. Right? Like when you have a newborn and you're up all night, it's like, I want to sleep so bad, but also look how cute. Yeah. (laughs) You know, kind of along those lines. Okay. So before we go to um, tip number two, um, just to, again, I'm not suggesting that you ignore the bad things in your life, but that you just notice and focus a little more on what's going well. So dear listener, what are things in your life right now that you are thankful for? Such a good question. Yep. Tip number two. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Tip number two. Ready? Yep. Um, when you're doing something, can you ask yourself, can I find some joy in this? Mm. And I'll explain. That's a great tip. We see messages on social media and stuff. I see like, find joy. And you're like, what does that mean? Is that like a vacation? Because for me, joy will be like a whole week by myself, by the beach, mm. with food brought to me. I don't know, like that's, that's yes. joyful. Me too, but agreed. How real, right? I don't know. So sometimes we don't need to add new activities to get more pleasure, but actually find pleasure on the activities that you're already doing. Mm. Yeah. What about the dishes? Well, I'm not (laughs) saying find pleasure in all the activities that you're doing. Uh Just, for example, the shower, going back to the shower. Sometimes you you get a shower and you just do it in out. It's like one more task to do. But if you intentionally take a few minutes to find pleasure on that, okay, why not? The driving, maybe you have to drive back and forth places. Okay, maybe listening to this podcast <laughs> is, is a way to find pleasure on your drive instead of just paying attention to to the road, to the know. traffic or the road. I don't know. We're right? here so, bringing joy. <laughs> yes. 
So you can start having a regular routine with activities that make you feel happy, you know, that mm -hmm. maybe help you maintain your good mental health. Okay, going back to you, so I explain it to you again. Um, intuitive eating. Yes. We were talking about that last episode with Giselle as well. Uh-huh. You can just have, many times I have my meals watching Netflix or in a rush, in the car. Oh, when I'm yes. at the emergency room, I'm like, one bite, two bites, I go see the next patient. Then I come back, three bites. Yes. No, mm -hmm. now I make sure that even if it's just 10 minutes and I, you know, sniff, how do you say it? Like swallow the food, like, I, what's the expression? Just like, whatever. Inhale it. Inhale it. <laughs> even if you sniff inhale, the food. sniff the food. <laughs> I'm going to call well, it that from now it's on. It's good to smell it, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sensory experience. We call that mindful eating. <sighs> okay. That's something that I worked on, too, actually, Maria, because I used Sniffing to just food. inhale my food, like, whenever I had a chance. And now, like, particularly for dinner, I try to sit down, and I'm not watching TV, and I'm just focused on my food and my son. You know, Marcus usually has the TV on next to us, and he's watching from the couch. But, like, me and him, we try to have, like, this is our meal, and we're focused on it. And you yes. know what? It's not just that it's more enjoyable that way, but it will actually promote better digestion. Again, that mind-body mm -hmm. connection and the parasympathetic mm -hmm. nervous system. But And also, it will make it, it will... Um, make it easier for you to tune into your hunger and your fullness yes. and your digestion. That's why I started doing it because yeah. I noticed I would like eat my food that I put on my plate and then I'd be like uncomfortably full mm -hmm. like that fullness episode we yes. did. Um, and it it occurred to me that if I just eat like a little bit slower and a little bit more mindfully then I wouldn't do that to myself. Mm -hmm. You know. So it's basically like yeah, bringing joy to whatever you're doing already or some of the things that you're doing already. So I have a so, question for you. Yes. So my husband always says that he he's tries to reframe everything as I get to mm -hmm. instead of I have to, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have to is kind of like a drag. I get to sort of like maybe there's like some level of privilege in that I like have a kitchen and I can do mm -hmm. the dishes. I'm I'm focused on the dishes today. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious. Do you if, need help? <laughs> yes. Can you send a dishwasher <laughs> yes, to my house, right. please? <laughs> Someone to load it and unload it and clean out the sink. I'm on board for that too. <laughs> um, in your mind, is that a helpful practice or is that sort of like Pollyannish, like sweeping? I mean, again, who's going to tell you what's helpful and not helpful if it's not yourself? I mean, I mm -hmm. think it's a it's a good start. I think it could be helpful if it is helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? true. But some people might say, well, there are things that I really have to do. Yeah. And of course, I do too. And maybe there are some things that are just not joyful, again, but try to bring a balance because it is easy to get into that status of everything mm -hmm. I do I have to do and I'm not enjoying it and I'm so drained and I'm exhausted and I'm stressed out and I'm tired yeah so and then we wait for that joy to come whenever we book that vacation or whenever we have that um, get together two weeks from now but no, you can actually bring little things. Like I have Simple to take my, my daughter to singing class once a week and I wait in the car because it's far from home. So I don't want to do that. That's a waste of my time. So I bring things that are going to make that wait for me a little more joyful. That could be the Starbucks drink. That could be the book. That could be that phone call that I need to make a pleasure one, not like a work one. Well, work concert can be pleasure too, but you know what I mean, right? Yes. So, and then 
support myself in a way that I can make already my some parts of my routine a little more pleasurable. Love it. Deal or no deal? Deal. Okay. Number three. Ready? Mm-hmm. Watch your self-talk. Yes. Do you talk to yourself with the same respect, compassion, and patience that you talk to a loved one? Yes, this is so something that I work Watch on so how frequently. you talk yes. to yourself. People it's are so brutal to themselves. We all are. Yeah. For some reason that I cannot explain. So common to say things to yourself that you would never, never. say to anyone else. Yes. Right. And right. I see it a lot in the realm of food and body. Mm, I do too. Yeah. So in fact, today I put a, a post on my Instagram about, you know, how to talk nicely or nicer to ourselves. And somebody sent me a DM and she said, it's hard. And I, and I replied with a voice note and I said, absolutely it is. Mm -hmm. It is for me too. Mm -hmm. I'm not inviting again that you talk to yourself nicely all day, all the time. I'm inviting that we counteract and we balance that self negative self-talk with those comments that is going to boost yeah. our, 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 our emotions, right? And there's going to... So it's a practice like everything. It's gonna, at the beginning, it's going to feel kind of weird to go, you know, think to yourself, Maria, you did a good job. Maria, you are funny. Maria, you're spectacular. Maria, you're fantastic. Maria, you're smart. <laughs> well, also, may I interject something there that I know when I'm working with people on this Sometimes people don't even actually realize yes. that they have a negative loop playing in their Excellent minds all the time. Point. And so sometimes the very first step is, hey, let's just pay attention and notice how you're talking to yeah. yourself yes. before even getting to reframe it. And can you just maybe even stop it yes. in the moment? Yes. Yeah. So if you catch yourself saying things to yourself like, wow, you, I didn't do well on that, or hey, I could do much better, or um, what are other examples? Um, that was so stupid of me. Or that those kind of things like, oh, I look terrible today. Yeah. And sometimes we say it without much intention, really. It's like an expression. Mm -hmm. But now that I have a teenager and she's like, she's like ears drop on me all the time. It's like she's there. <laughs> I, I, I try to watch what I say, you know, out loud. Because I've, I've caught myself saying things like, oh, my God, I look terrible today. And maybe I not. do the same maybe thing say, with my three year old. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want him to hear me talking bad about myself because mm -hmm. I don't want him to start thinking that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know? We're modeling. So and maybe you did something stupid. I get it. I do stupid things frequently. <laughs> but maybe the thought is, OK, I'm always learning. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, there are things that I can still learn. Hey, it didn't go today as I thought it could go. But. It's, it's, you know, next time I'll be more prepared for whatever, you know. So just bring that compassion and that patience to yourself that you give to others. That's a word all. we use a lot in the intuitive eating journey is yet. Yes. yes. I haven't yep. quite mastered finding my fullness, comfortable fullness point yet. I'm yes. Out. Correct. I love that. We do that in fitness a lot, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. And tip number four, connect with other people, but not just any people, supportive people. So if you think of, and this is with the, um, the self-talk as well, if you think of a hot air balloon, your self-talk self shouldn't be the sandbags that bring you down and keep you down all the time. Mm, but it should I be, or you call it the flames or yeah. the fire the balloon, or, yeah. uh -huh. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. that brings you up. 
So try for your self-talk to, to be as much of those flames as possible that bring you up. Same with the people you interact with. There are people in my life that bring me down and there are people in my life that bring me up. I think it's interesting that sometimes if you are having positive self-talk and you just have that vibe of confidence about you, it can make other people uncomfortable who don't have that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's kind of telling about, you know, where other people are in their journeys if they're not comfortable with you being confident. Hmm. You know? Interesting because... I also see the other side of it, which is other people feeling empowered yes. and inspired mm, yeah. by your self, positive self-talk and confidence. Yeah. So it's like, wow, this person can do it. I can do it too. And, and it's okay. Yes. Right? So, it sets yeah, the yes, example, it really. Ways. Yeah. yeah. And again, we're not self-confident or talking nicely to ourselves 100% of the time, but... Once again, it's a practice yeah. nope. that will bring benefits to you. Mm -hmm. So lastly, yes, on this um, fourth tip, just try your best to um, surround yourself with people you can talk to, people who encourage you to do better, um, people who provide support, that are understanding, that love you for who you are, because this is going to help you build a sense of belonging and self-worth. It helps with that, gives you an opportunity to share your positive experiences, you know, I have friends that if you share positive experiences, like, how do you eat that? Because usually is sharing the problems and sharing the bad things that are happening. You know, we don't need to get into those, um, you know, cycles of just getting together with each other to share our miseries. Yeah, that yeah. reminds me, I, I have a post that I share on Instagram frequently and something that I talk to clients about a lot is like it's really common for women to bond by bashing their bodies mm -hmm. like yeah. oh look I you know um, yeah. my weight my this body part that body part yes. and like no one leaves that conversation feeling good right yes and but why why is that a tendency I'm not sure but maybe but, because of that negative you know yeah. negative bias that we comes with yeah, our brain I don't, I know. don't know and because maybe everything everybody can relate yes because we true. all have problems yes, mm, yes we all can see the bad things that are going on in our life so let's connect with that but you don't have to yeah right great reminder and um one comment that i get sometimes is like well but how do i find these supportive people if i don't have them i was going to ask you that when yes. you were talking in case someone was out there thinking that okay so you i remember and this is a personal story i was going through a really hard time in my life several years ago and my mom who doesn't live here in the u.s came to visit Thankfully, she's been like my support every time I'm going through rough times. She came and she said, Maria, you have to butter your own bread, like your own piece of bread, like your own toast. Yep. You have to butter your own toast because I didn't have much friends. I'm an immigrant. I don't know much people. And she was like repeating and repeating and repeating that for weeks. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, I'm sure there has to be like a group online that is called Hispanic women in the U.S., specifically in this state, who like to dance and who knows whatever. And, and so, who want to eat toast. Yes. <laughs> so I went to, back then, I, I'm, I'm sure it still exists, meetup.com or something uh -huh, like uh -huh. that. And I found a group of Hispanic moms in the state I was in. Uh. To this day, the, that was actually exactly 13 years ago. I've got the nicest friends you can get. I love from, the internet for this oh reason. Oh, my goodness. You can find I, any group, no matter how weird they might be, 
they exist yeah. and they will take you. And that took some courage because yeah. I had to get in my car, go to this meetup that they had in somebody's house. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to get there and like, hi, I'm the new member. Like, right. But I did. I'm like, worst case scenario, I don't meet anybody. So, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. worthwhile. But I did. And nowadays I have really good friends there, ladies that are that kind, that support you, that are happy to see you succeed, that, you know, so that's an example. The other thing is maybe you do have people in your life right now that you want that relationship and you can redesign the relationship with them. Mm -hmm. I have a really good friend and I'm sure she's going to listen to this episode and I love you. She (laughs) is a good friend for years, but the relationship started turning just like you said of sharing what's not going Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and it started become really draining for both of us because we were focusing on that so we had a nice conversation more than once and said we need to redesign this and Mm -hmm. make it so we don't get tired of each other and we leave our conversations with each other feeling a little better than how we came I in. I feel like this needs to be around. an entire episode where okay. you teach people how to do that. Okay, I can do that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode on Wellness Rebranded. We love having you here. So come back soon. Guys, if you love this episode, we would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcast. It helps us get out the good word to more people. Um, So if you would do that, we would be grateful. If you would like to connect with us offline, we would love to connect with you. You can find me uh, at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Tara DeLeon Fitness. I'd love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. And I would love to connect with you too. Have a great day.